Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like a podcast nothing at all. I'm Chris, and that's Dan. And Dan, tell everybody what episode we're going to review today. We are in Season 2. This is Episode 13 in the order. And it is Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. It's a handicap match. Lisa's got a whole commandment. It's like, thou shalt not covet or... Yeah, it's it's not thou shalt not Raven images. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's... it's, Thou shalt not steal! Oh. Okay. (laughs) Oh, okie dokie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It is the Eighth Commandment. There is a... Yep. You also can't commit adultery... You can't make those graven images, which is actually a really funny joke that they come up with right at the beginning. Uh, yes, this episode originally aired on February 7th, 1991. It is the 13th episode of the second season and the 26th episode overall. And this is a really good episode to flush out the character of Lisa. Uh, as we know, as you go along, Lisa is the most fleshed out of the actual Simpson family, which is... Kind of ironic, considering that she is almost the youngest child. She's the youngest cognitive child, we should say that. And they really, really make her a very moral, intelligent, uh, sometimes too good for her own good character. But that's also what makes Lisa interesting. And there are a lot of times when you can easily hate on Lisa, and then there is a lot of times when you can't because she is technically correct. (laughs) So, of course, this one's interesting because it deals with a religious aspect, too, which we know Lisa gets a little less less into later on. But we're going to stick with the Lisa that we know. So, you ready, Dan? Should we do this? Yes. Homer's going to attempt to take on his own daughter and the Eighth Commandment. An entire commandment. That's a... That's a steep battle. Let's see who will win. Will it be Homer or will it be Lisa and the Commandment? We'll uh, we'll we'll tell you in about twenty three minutes or so. So of course Bart's got the chalkboard. He will not make flatulent noises in class. Now, if he's doing that legitimately, that's a mean thing to put him in detention for. Just saying, some people can't help that. And then we get one of the classic couch gags: the Egyptian dance. Everybody knows the Egyptian dance, right? Well, he danced like an Egyptian. Exactly. Got the got the one arm pointing forward, the other arm's Walk pointing back backwards. An Egyptian. Yeah, and then they hop on the couch with the the arms out. So we're gonna start our episode in twelve hundred BC back at Mount Sinai. Cause we all know if you know your Bible stories, the Jews have fled Egypt. They're now Yeah, they're on they're they're at, they're camping at Mount Sinai and there's a uh a famous Jew named Moses involved here. But first we're going to meet Homer the thief. And he's he's doing his job, right? Which is just stealing. And he meets a guy who's making craven images. And we also meet an adulterer who looks a lot like Jacques from the first season. Just without the French accent. And here comes Moses and he's got, I have ten commandments. Which I are- have these twelve yeah, yeah these <laughs> oh, I love that movie 
And he's like, I'm going to read them in no particular order because that's the only way we can get the joke out because we all know Thou Shall Not Steal is number eight. So first he says, Thou Shall Not Create Craven Images. So the first guy's upset because now he's sinning. Thou Shall Not Commit Adultery. So now the Jacques guy's upset because he's been sinning. Homer's like, oh, tough break, guys. <laughs> Moses, keep him coming. Thou Shall Not Steal. Oh! <laughs> and he drops all the crap that he stole and they all laugh at him. And it turns out it's just a dream by Homer. He was snoozing in the hammock. And he wakes up to a commotion next door because Ned Flanders is chasing away the cable guy. And he's like, like, what's going on? He's like, that guy offered me free cable if I gave him 50 bucks. And he's just like, like, say what? So he runs him down? Yeah, he runs him down. I want free cable. Guy's like, oh, sure. By the way, I love that Phil Hartman, because he does Troy McClure in this one, but he also does Moses and the cable guy. And Phil Hartman's doing the hat trick here. He's got all, gets three voices in here. And, yep, so Homer gets his cable hooked up. You know, uh, this is legal, right? Oh, here, read this pamphlet. And I love how the pamphlet always has things like myth that, uh, you know, cable shows new movies actually cable movies are boring they have two stars or less and they show them ad nauseum which is true they have a bad habit cable does have a bad habit of showing bad movies so the family comes home from shopping and he's like guess what we've got cable 68 channels (laughs) which is really funny to think about when that was like such a big deal that you had 60 something channels yeah because you remember, Dan, when you only had 13 channels to choose from. I remember even less. Yeah. There was I remember the... there was a, the NBC station, the CBS station, the ABC station, a Fox station, and the PBS station. That's five. Yeah. And then the UPN showed up and we had six. Yep. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was... Yeah, it was... I remember the numbers for them. Three, five, nine. Yeah. CBS 68. <laughs> CBS was two, NBC was four, Fox was five, um, three was ESPN, and six was TBS. So I don't count those because those were ca- end up being cable stations. Seven was ABC, eight was the local channel, the one that had like it was usually just like a blue screen with text on it, and it would be like, oh, at your local high school, this happened, and then occasionally they would show programming from the college or something. That's how I ended up on TV the first time. Because I would, I would shoot stuff at the college, and that's where it would air. And then 9 was UPN. Uh, God, I don't remember what 10 was. 11 was the precursor to CW. WB Network, I guess. W, yeah, WB or and yeah. or UPN. And then PBS was 13. So, yeah, and I – because 12 – I don't remember what 12 was at one point, but 12 ended up being uh, – News, news, or, uh, yeah, the Jersey, the New Jersey exclusive news station, so. But yeah, I, I remember, I remember those, those cable channels. Dan, remember when you wanted to play a video game, what you had to do with your TV? Yeah, you go to channel three. Yep, that was the only way to get your video games to play. So, you gotta remember, and there was never a channel one. Nope. If, if channel one ever appeared, it was like an infomercial or a religious thing, but... It was usually static. Channel 1 did not exist. So yeah, the uh, there's MTV for the kids, VH1 for the adults. 
And Marge is unsure until Homer turns on Hear Me Roar, the network for women. And, yeah, so he's like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's warm up to the, uh, to the cable. So, of course, they, they do the montage of watching stuff, and, uh, Homer's watching pro wrestling in Mexico, because down there it's real. I'm sure, I, I don't know if that line popped you, but it popped me. And then, uh, I like the, all the movies that they're watching, where he's like, oh, Bart's like, oh, this is where... Jaws eats the boat. This is where Die Hard falls from the building. This is where Wall Street gets arrested. And of course, Homer is just watching TV all through the night. Now he's like, he's got like on a stock channel and he's like, oh, this is boring. So he turns on the World Series of Cockfighting live from New Orleans. And then finally, while he's watching Davy and Goliath, which means it's like 6 a.m. Because that's when that was on. Marge is like, Homer, we gotta go to church, and he gets up and he's just got that big imprint left in the couch. So, of course, uh, Lovejoy's doing his sermon about, you know, what today's God likes, and the kids are learning about hell in Sunday school. And, of course, Bart's like, oh, we finally get to the good stuff. She's like, no, hell is a terrible place. You're... your sheets are worms and your blankets are maggots and there's a lake of fire. He's like, well, how do we avoid going to this this place? Oh, that's easy. Obey the Ten Commandments. And Lisa zooms right in on number eight. Thou shall not steal. Because that's the only way to keep your soul safe from hell. So as they're coming home from church, like, what'd you learn in Sunday school today? Hell. Bart, well, that's what we learned about. I sure as hell can't talk about hell unless I say the word hell, can I? It's got us there. Hell, yes. <laughs> I love Marge's line. You're no longer in Sunday school. Don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they come home. They go right back to watching TV. And Lisa's having a moral epiphany now because... She believes that stealing the cable is violating the commandment. And she's not really sure what to do. Also, we get a debut of Troy... I don't know if this was his official debut, but we get Troy McClure. And I'm going to be doing every note. We have a Troy McClure scene of what he's been in. And you might remember him from such films as Cry Yuma and Here Comes the Coast Guard. Because he's doing the infomercial with uh, a candy that both cleans and whitens your teeth. Invented, of course, by Dr. Nick. Now I need a volunteer, someone with crooked yellow teeth. And as he's, they're watching this, Lisa has this horrible vision as the family's house melts into Hades and old Scratch himself is sitting on the couch. Come on, Lisa, room for one more. It won't cost you a thing except your soul. And Lisa runs out I, of the room. I love, I love that the voice of the devil Oh yeah. always... They always have that voice, right? Oh, <laughs> what's got what's gotten into her? Beats the hell out of me. So yeah, so they're at the supermarket, and Lisa observes Marge eating two grapes while she's shopping. Meanwhile, Jimbo is shoplifting fruit behind Marge. Did you notice that? Yep. He's got the coat on. He's just like he's hawking oranges and everything. So Lisa's now pleading with her mother to be more honest. So. She tells the shop clerk, 
I ate two grapes. Please charge me. And two of course, grapes? Yeah, it's like the sarcastic Italian New Yorker shopkeeper. Two grapes. grapes. Hey, I need a price check on two measly grapes. Yeah, that's right, two grapes. Yeah, you heard me, Phil. Two measly stinking grapes. Marge is embarrassed, but Lisa's happy. So, of course, now she's going to talk to her dad. And he's like, oh, come on, Lisa. Did you pay for those clothes you're wearing? Well, no. What about the breakfast you ate this morning? No. Well, better call better call hell. There, we got a sinner on the loose. But he's interrupted by his little pep talk there when he real- sees the commercial for Watson Tatum 2. This time, it's for money. The big boxing match. And he's like, that's it. I'm... I'm going to have the fight. I'm going to get to watch the fight. And I'm having everybody over. So this is this is part of the stuff that gets really funny here is, uh, you know, c- yeah, because she's like, yeah, I don't want you to, uh, to go to hell, but so she's like, what are we going to do? Got to go see Reverend Lovejoy. So Reverend Lovejoy is just like, well, you know, if a family steals bread, it's not really stealing unless he puts something on it. Jelly, jelly. for yeah, jelly, for example. Letha, is your father stealing bread? Like, maybe. I don't watch him all the time. <laughs> so Lovejoy's entire solution is for Lisa to set an example and just not watch the cable. Which actually is a... Not a bad suggestion, but also how are you going to enforce that? Like... If all she's going to do is just protest, is that actually going to work? Well, I guess we're going to find out. So I love that the Homer... way she protests, yes. Yeah. So I love that they're all enjoying a decontamination shower at the power plant like it's a like it's a casual thing. And they're like, "Hey, let's come over. We'll watch the we'll listen to the play-by-play broadcast on the radio and then we'll go watch the still pictures." Homer, you and he goes, "Yeah, we could do that." Or you guys could come and watch it at my place. And of course, Burns is watching it and he's like, You know, Smithers, this is a perfect opportunity for me to be among my fellow men. He's like, But, sir, you know, you are very wealthy. Why don't you just pay for the fight yourself? And of course, the whole idea is that Burns is still too jam cheap. Like when he shows up and he brings him a, ba- a single bag of Cheetos, like from the vending machine. <laughs> yeah. I brought some munchies. He gets a poo invited because Sanjay hates violence, so he'll have to cover the store. And so, of course, he also catches uh, he also catches Bart watching those adult rules, right? Like, because he's got the adult movie on. And you notice everybody in attendance, like he's got Milhouse, Martin, Wendell, all the bullies, and even Ralph Wiggum is there. Mm-hmm. We haven't really established Ralph. Yeah, he starts charging 50 cents to watch, but then he must charges him again. Yep, you must be eight years old to watch this. And he's just like, you know, Bart's watching that racy movie. Lisa's losing respect for you. Maybe we should get rid of the cable. But I love it, Marge. Well, then maybe you should pay for it. But I can't. When I can, I will. But I can't, so I'm not gonna. And then he he literally puts his foot down on the issue. I've never done it before, Kumars, but I'm going to do it. The foot has spoken. Yeah, and Bart's upset because he's like, if I was an adult, I could break all the rules. So Homer is starting to get that, uh, 
it's starting to eat at him a little bit. You can see it happening because he's got to deal with his son going behind his back and his daughter, who every time she protests on the matter, she just stares at him. She just keeps appearing, right? And it's it's how she's appearing because he's getting set up for the fight. Mo shows up, so he's got to hide all the stolen mugs. Then Burns shows up, so he's got to hide all the stolen work stuff. And every each one of those segments has Lisa just staring at him, woefully. From outside the window. <laughs> yeah. Because every time, because it's all about thou shall not steal. And every time he's trying to, because he's panicking over stealing stuff while he's actively stealing something. He even almost tries to sell his wife out <laughs> when Eddie and Lou show up to watch the fight. It was Marge. It was Marge's idea. We don't care. We just want to watch. Oh, okay. Exactly. Also, I think it's funny that he's not hosting the fight in the actual living room. It's like out in there. Not like their actual TV room. It's like their regular living room. I wonder if he moved the TV because there was more room out there or something. But, uh, you know, Barney's there. Uh, Grandpa and Jasper are there. A bunch of people. And I like how there's almost a fight at the weigh-in because... The one guy's manager is now had passed away two weeks ago, and then Dredrick Tatum's like, "Yeah, I would like to also dedicate the fight to the thief manager." You can't do that. I can do whatever I want. They almost get into a fight there, and then during the the pre-show history package, he's talking about how he was incarcerated from his family and the mothers of his children. Yep. And then Homer's like, Ugh. so he rips Bart out of the of the family room. And brings him outside to join the protest. Because Marge had told Lisa, you know, have a little faith. And it turned out it did. She absolutely did. And there you go. Homer is like, fine. When the fight's over, I'll cut the cable. And Bart's trying to plead with him. No. Tractor pulls. Atlanta Braves baseball. Joe Franklin. But Homer, in the end, he actually does the right thing. Although he... Oh, no, he doesn't. Oh, not exactly. What does he actually do, Dan? <laughs> See, what you want to do, what you should do, is just unplug the cord and get rid of the box. Get rid of the cord. <laughs> but he climbs the power pole and just keeps snipping lines on the power pole. Which is taking out all of the electricity in their part of Springfield. <laughs> and then he cuts the actual feed to The Simpsons. Yes, and then the sh- including the show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But that is uh, Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. And in Oh, the I end... get it. See, when he cuts the third time, he actually cut the cable. Get it? Yep. Cut the cable. Uh, the winner of this mount, Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. Just like Dredrick Tatum won his fight, Lisa prevails in the end, much to the dismay of Homer, but I mean, eventually that's the way it was going to be, right? Like Homer had Homer has his morals come back to him. Although it's kind of forceful if you really think about it because Oh, I love it because they come out and people are either happy or complaining about the fight and Mr. Burns is like, "Eh, it's been the same since I've seen a bare knuckle match between gentleman Jim Corbett and an Eskimo fellow." <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's always that's always how it is, though, right? Is for some people it's a great fight, for other people they've seen better. It's like watching UFC these days. Some sometimes the fight is amazing, and other times you're like, oh, god, I've seen better than this. 
So yes, uh, Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. Let's do some trivia. This episode aired at a time when illegal cable hookups were actually becoming commonplace in many homes. So it actually is topical to its subject matter. <laughs> if, uh... When Homer says they have 1,600 hours of quality programming a day, if you actually divide that by the hours in a day, you'd get 66.6 recurring channels. Fitting for the theme of the episode, 666. Oh, it's a number of the beast! <laughs> <clears throat> the original title was Homer versus the Eighth Commandment, but they added Lisa because they wanted the cast to feel as if all their characters were equally represented on the show. And this is an equal Homer-Lisa episode. So I think that's fair. Debut of the character, Dredrick Tatum. Not really established yet, but we'll get there. First appearance of Troy McClure. Now, Troy McClure is an amalgam of Troy Donahue and Doug McClure. Years after the latter's death, one of the writers met one of McClure's daughters who told him that their father loved the fact that he was satirized on the show... Though he didn't realize that behind his back, his children referred to him as Troy McClure. So sorry, Doug McClure. But that's the inspiration behind Troy. This episode is the direct inspiration behind the season four episode, Homer the Heretic, where Homer stops going to church on Sundays. We'll get to that in about four years. Based, of course, on the fourth commandment, which is remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And that, that episode originated because Al Jean went to Mike Reese and said, we've had a lot of luck with Homer stealing cable, so maybe we could look to other commandments. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up again in the trivia when we talk about that episode. Al Jean used to say whenever people would come up to him and say that The Simpsons is an outrageous show that has no moral center, he would always point them to this episode where Homer's illegal cable hookups had enormous consequences, something that a lot of people were doing in real life. <laughs> of course, the opening scene with Moses and the Shattered Tablets is similar to the Ten Commandments, also parodied by Mel Brooks in a hysterical way. Uh, Mike Reese feels that these are some of his favorite episodes because... They don't have a solid theme or an issue, in this case, religion and theft, and that one can discuss endlessly and just have to present itself in many different ways. A very true statement, and this is where Simpson's sophistication in the writing would actually start to come to play. Uh, they also decided to make a very strict construction of the Eighth Commandment because producer Jeff Martin does believe that cable theft is essentially a victimless crime. One of the X-rated films that Bart gets his friends to watch is called Broadcast News. Of course, parodying Broadcast News, which was written by James L. Brooks. So they had to get a, a comment in there somehow. Also, did you catch what Homer is watching on the TV before the cable salesman breaks back into his house? He's actually watching the nice version of Itchy and Scratchy. You hear, lemonade? Yes, I remember and this episode won an Emmy. So there you have it. Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. What do you think, Dan? Classic episode. Yeah, very good episode. Uh, 
good classic story, and like I said, this is a good way to flesh out Lisa's character, but also you can flesh Homer out a little bit without making him be, you know, just such a... Because Homer does have a moral a moral background, too. It just takes a little harder to get to that. Kind of like Bart. We, we know that Bart essentially is actually a good kid. He doesn't do horrible stuff. He's just a prankster and a class clown. That's the... The epitome of his character is like, he likes to pull pranks, but when it goes too far, even he recognizes that. And that's kind of the way Homer is, too. A little more to the extreme than Bart, because Bart is a kid. Homer's an adult. He should know better. But, you know, Bart's pranks are flushing cherry bombs down toilets. Homer's pranks are stealing cable. <laughs> so there, there is a bit of a moral difference there. But yeah, this is a good episode to really give you some good character development and get the show as a as one that really did start to tackle issues and really touch on things that were i mean at the time really relevant right that's what they said that people really were stealing cable during that time so you know it's uh, we never had any kind of an illegal cable hookup or anything like that we had genuine cable but I mean, I'm I'm sure it would have been possible. So. So, yeah. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Stupid Sexy Podcast. Next time, we're going to talk about Principal Charming. We're going to get an episode focusing on Principal Skinner dating one of Marge's sisters. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's like a... Totally something that we need to. And check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio, including The Nerd Table with me, Dan, and Eric. Real Paranormal Podcast and Ranking Tracks, both by Jeff Trellowitz, alternating each and every week. First Monday of the month, Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton, with a bonus episode coming for the conclusion of 2020. Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin, releasing backlog and new episodes every week. The Board to Death binge cast with the Board to Death clan. The Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman. And our two newest shows, By the Numbers and The A Show, with ref Matt Derline, where he interviews wrestlers that he's been the referee for their matches for on By the Numbers. And The A Shows, where he, Chris Decker, and a guest will choose a year and a promotion and come up with a card, a.k.a. The A Show. And... A new episode of Chris Ranks the Universe just dropped this past week where myself, Dan Peck, and Jay Winger from Bored to Death look back and rank the first season of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, also available on CKCC Radio. That wraps up this week. We will see you guys next time for another stupid, sexy podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs>